And good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Cats Roundtable. I'm Rita Cosby. So much happening in the skies this week. And joining us is Steve Cates. He's an astronomer. He's a TV personality, a legend, and he is also known as Dr. Sky. So great to have you with us. Well, good morning, Rita. Good Sunday morning to all the listeners out there. I thought we'd start off this morning by talking about a little bit of information. It seems to not end about the Chinese surveillance balloon. We find out, Rita, that the Pentagon actually tried to shoot down the Chinese surveillance balloon over an area called the Beartooth Mountains in Montana on February 1st. But apparently it failed as the F-22s used their guns instead of a missile to deflate the balloon. And it goes on to say that failure, they say, was due to the limiting altitude of the F-22 as the balloon was at 65,000 feet. Well, Rita, I don't really buy that story because the F-22, I've seen it. I know so many of the pilots who fly it. It apparently could probably easily fly upward toward that height. But again, the backstory on this is Biden wanted to keep the balloon story secret so that it would not interfere with uh, Secretary Blinken's diplomatic trip to China. So what I'm saying is we're hearing, and isn't this amazing? The story never ends. And there's so many other parts of this story that don't make sense. And the bottom line is we always want to get to the truth. So that's what we always want to talk about, right? You know, Dr. Sky, what about also it's like a balloon group. Um, I'm sure you've heard this. Yes. Uh, where they said they've lost this basically $12 balloon, and they think it might be one of those other objects, you know, one of the three sure. that were shot down. Is that possible? Well, it is possible. And this is another bizarre part of the story, and it almost is laughable in a way. It says, and it continues, that the story of these objects over Alaska, Canada, and Lake Huron as you reported, may have been hobbyist Pico balloons gone missing, and one of them had the call letters, a radio call letter of K9YO-15, and that the balloon reader cost as little as $12. But here's the part that, I mean, any average person who thinks about this stuff would say, wait a minute, there's something missing here. So if that's the case, why was there reports of our sophisticated F-22s and F-16s where we found out that there was some sort of interference with the sensors of these highly, you know, sophisticated military airplanes. So I guess what I'm saying is, and I'm sure a lot of people out there would agree with me, obviously this, uh, this story doesn't make sense. And, I, and I'm interested to hear what so many other people have to say on this. Yeah, I agree. There's still so many unanswered questions, and it seems like, you know, he underreacted on the first one. Now it may be overreacting on, what, hobbyist balloons? I mean, that's incredible. Would I they know. have gone that high? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's one of the things. And it, it's possible, but I'm saying a tiny little balloon like that to potentially have the ability to interfere with sophisticated military aircraft, the story doesn't make sense. But going on, Rita, with the China threat, Naval Intelligence Admiral, he states, and I'll tell you who he is, it's Rear Admiral Mike Studeman. He's the director or commander of the Office of Naval Intelligence. He says how naive and blind most Americans are to the whole China threat. So hopefully by this radio show and many others, and yours always, obviously, that people will open their minds up and realize that China is doing so much damage to us, and many people are just so oblivious to that. But I don't really get into the politics of that here. We basically talk about what we see in the sky. And moving on, Rita, we always have the mystery of the week here on this particular segment on this radio show. And this week we're talking about quantum physics, and that is the really low, tiny little particles in matter that are so, so amazing. And here's the question that I pose. What is nothing in space? In other words, even in the vacuum of space, 
even in the remote parts of space where nothing should be, quantum physics says that there's something there. And quantum physicists call it quantum foam. Now, what could that be? That even in empty space, there is still hidden energy in the form of this quantum foam. It's the smallest component of space-time. And Rita, this whole subject of quantum physics is so fascinating. It's going to open so many minds to people out there that we now know so little about our universe and that there's so much more to learn. And we end off always with something called the live sky. And that is what people exactly. By the way, you've got it all covered too. But before you move on, I got to ask you: quantum <laughs> sure. foam. How did they discover that? That is so fascinating, Doctor Sky. Well, it was actually read a theoretical physicist that came up with this concept, and they're saying that they can prove it by taking, let's say, two metal plates and separating them by maybe a millimeter. And as they continue to notice the movement of atoms in there, even when they reduce the temperatures down to almost what they call absolute zero. They're saying that there is still some force there that obviously we don't really understand, but this is one of the methodologies in which they found this because everything we talk about with gravity, what is gravity? It's the warpage of space-time, and even the great Einstein himself couldn't figure out what was out there in deep space, and he called it something very interesting. He called it spooky action at a distance. So quantum physicists are continuing to explore the sub-subatomic particles that make up this universe and it's really fascinating. But on the other side, Rita, people can see things in the sky. And this particular weekend, we always highlight the beautiful romantic dance between the planet Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, and the mighty <laughs> Jupiter. If you just look into the southwest sky at sunset, this is most, the most beautiful and amazing. Venus is moving closer to Jupiter, and you can see it with the naked eye. These are two brilliant planets. We have a new moon, meaning the darker the moon on the 20th. And if you really want to see something, they get out those cameras and smartphones with your great you know, resolution on the cameras. Take a look on the evening of the 22nd. The crescent moon will be near the goddess of love and beauty, the planet Venus. And then the conjunction of Venus and Jupiter gets best by the end of the month. And Rita, they'll be one full moon diameter apart. And this also goes back to biblical stories about the star of Bethlehem. I call it sacred geometry and the beauty of the nighttime sky. And we remind our friends here at WABC Always go to the Dr. Sky Experience at WABCRadio.com for our podcast and blog. And it's a real honor to talk with you, Rita. Always enjoy your program. And by the way, always love hearing from you. Um, we love hearing about astronomy and what's going on in the sky. I just have to ask, you talked about the love story between Venus and Jupiter. I thought, sure. I thought it was women are from Venus and men are from Mars. So where, where's the men part? Where's the men? You missed that part, Dr. Sky. <laughs> well, Jupiter, if we go back into mythology, Rita, is the god of gods, and he is obviously the ruler of the universe in these ancient mythologies. So Venus is actually courting, or I should say maybe the other way. Jupiter's courting Venus. It's a beautiful love story. And what? Even if it's post-Valentine, post-Valentine's Day period, well, the month of February should what, be the month of love. But don't you think on a better way, every day should be the day of love. And why can't we all just simply get along? Wouldn't that be great? Absolutely. Well, we love hearing everything about the skies from you. Who knows it better than you, Steve Cates, Dr. Sky. Thank you so much for being with us. This is fantastic. And so glad to have you here on the Cats Roundtable this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Rita, and a good morning to everybody listening.